0: <laughs> <laughs> we are giving them the business. Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Extravaganza show. This is Davis, Davey Dave Wood. we got Justin Patrick in the house. Robert, not here. Joey, not here. And so we're going to carry the show kind of like the way we used to do it, the way we used to do it back in the ESPN Pensacola days with sports call with Davis and Justin.
1: Man, sports call reunions?
0: Sports Call Reunion. Let's do it, man. You know, So uh, in case you didn't know, I'm, I'm sure any of our uh, listeners out there or viewers, because we are streaming live, uh, Justin and I did radio with each other for a long time. He started as my intern, uh, quickly rose up the ranks, became my co-host, even worked his way up to being a groomsman in my own wedding. So we, we, have, we have a lot of history, a lot of radio done with each other, and now we're going to go ahead and take over the show. Robert might join us. Uh, that that guy is studying for the bar because he's smart and he wants to sue everybody. So that's what he's doing. He'll hopefully join us. And Joey, he's a fuck. So <laughs> we'll go ahead uh, and kind of get into. It. I know we haven't done a show. In, we haven't done a show in a while. I've been out of town. I've literally not only have I been out of town. I've been out of the country, partying it up in Italy. Italy's a hell of a country. And then come to find out, you guys have been so busy doing all the shit that you've been doing. Like, we just haven't done a show in a couple of weeks. Just Forever, Which, I mean, I you hate to say
1: that like, every week and everything like that. But when it's not like our job, it's a hobby. We love it. It's hard to get around to.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, obviously the show goes well. It develops. People want to be a part of it. Money starts flowing in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it becomes our job. Like, would it be cool for this to be like a full-time job doing what like part of my take does? Absolutely. But in the meantime, we're going to roll with what we have. And that is college football. That is the college football extravaganza show. And we're going to go ahead and get into it because we, we, we've, we've missed so much. I mean, I've been watching football. Even when I was in Italy, I was watching football, which was hard because we were seven hours ahead. So anything that was a night game here, I was dead asleep put it into context, when I was flying back home, I had to get up at like 2.30 in the morning in Italy, and the Gators were just kicking off in Tallahassee. And we, and we know how that game ended. We don't have to get Thanks into it. We God. Don't to, we don't have to unfeel that misery. But we can get into the conference championships. And let's go ahead and get into Friday. Utah, once again, once again, takes down USC. Second time this year, USC's only losses on the year were to Utah. Keep in mind, this is the same Utah team that lost to Florida in week one. They then lose two more games as the year goes on, but they have USC's number. They knock out USC out of the final four. And didn't really put a damper, though, on Caleb Williams' Heisman hopes. We're going to get into the Heisman discussion. Uh, It's weird because we have a –
1: First round of awards going on right now. Now, like Will Anderson won the, I think Bajon Robinson won the doke. and then Max Duggan. So we're we're in the first round right now. But that's what. But so we we're back. Nominees for finalists. And Duggan won three. It should go to him, right?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think I mean Duggan. Duggan won quarterback of the year. I mean, we we can get into that next because, um, you know, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time talking about the conference championships. I know there's so much we could get into. We have, we're have going to get into really Heisman here. And-
1: yeah. I mean, I, I heard that we saw is like games that have, have an impact on tall USC, which that was the main one it seems because seems that even though TC lost, that one didn't have an effect. And Michigan it. If they were to suffer an upset as well, so so.
0: so uh, and just I know we're getting, we we're love our we love our listeners because they they'll chime in and sometimes talk a little shit and they're talking about your audio. Get so get, we're gonna roll. Uh, it it doesn't matter. We not done this. We hadn't done this in a couple of weeks. It's good to be back. And yeah, we did miss a lot of really good football. We didn't miss co- We did not miss the conference championship though. We're gonna re- continue to re- uh re uh, recap that. But yeah, USC. I mean they're still going to a New Year's 6. They're playing two lane. Um and we're we're gonna dive more into those bowl games next week, but USC, man. I I mean this just seems to be what the Pac 10 does. The Pac 10, or the no, Pac 12, sorry, it used to be the Pac 10. The Pac 12 is all is a conference that's just like the Big 12, full of upsets. The best team doesn't always win. Like the teams that are always on the verge of making it to the final four don't because of an upset that occurs. Utah was a team a couple years ago. They made it to the PAC 12 championship. They lost USC uh, essentially back from the dead in just one year's time with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. They lose in the, in the PAC 12 championship. They could run it back again next year though. Cause I think they will be a much better team, but still, just falling short in a huge, major way. And I think they'll take care of Tulane. I'll just go ahead and jump ahead on that one. But God bless, dude. I Like the Pac-12, I mean, outside of Washington making it that one year, they like, just can't seem to get over that off when it comes to making it to the college football playoffs. USC, USC, playing awesome football, just can't get it done in the Pac-12 championship. That, to me, is just the epitome of what the Pac-12 is.
1: Yeah, you look at the Pac-12 all right now and that's what it's been that for a while even on the show. The Pac-12 always the biggest chances at the playoffs. Would say it for the Big 12, but when it comes to USC finish and you couldn't do that. Like Lincoln Riley, he knows that. I think it adds more drama because I I to have Ohio State and Georgia more than and Georgia. I mean, because it's going to be the same thing that we see. Uh, Lincoln Riley offense gets a team.
0: Dude, okay, so now I guess we get some spam shit on here too because, uh, fine, sexfine.biz, new, new a dating online. God bless. Some they somehow find a way to hack into these private chats, all good. All right, so uh, that's the Pac 12 championship. Moving on, let's we can dive into the SEC championship. Georgia, I mean, not, not really a surprise, they took down LSU. But Garrett Nussmeyer coming in in release relief of Jalen Daniels, it looked like he got hurt, he was hobbling on the sidelines. He came in immediately, immediately, was moving that ball down the field. I think what in three plays. He, he completed all three of his passes, two of them deep balls, the last one being for a touchdown. He played really solid the, the entire game. It almost seems like – because, you know, I mean, Daniels, I think he still has another year of eligibility. He did not – you know, he, he didn't jump into the portal. Yeah, at least not yet. Uh, you know, he, he he hasn't declared for the draft. Mel Kuyper isn't really crazy about him. So – I mean, Nussmeier, just for that half that he played, like, either he could be a future. He could have a future at LSU after Daniels is out of there, or maybe he could be one of the 600 plus people that entered the transfer portal. It's not too late. He could do it, and it looked like he has something there.
1: Looking at,
0: at LSU
1: and what they've done with uh, just the way they be able to fight and keep going. We all Knew the outcome of that game was going to be Georgia. Now this, to make it a fifty point game, it's, I don't know if that's really a statement or rub it in your face type. Mercy like say Haben go out and do is reach for a. Second. He wants to win. He doesn't care how he's going to do it. Get it there. He just wants to win. Where. Whereas Kirk, pretty smart. I mean, what the heck? Let's go to make it a 50-point game. Why?
0: Yeah. I will say, though, defensively, I mean, yeah, when you score 50 points in a game, you, you might let off the gas a little bit defensively. I think 30 points was the most points that Georgia gave up all year long. That says so much about how talented that team really is. If 30 points is the most that you have given up all season long. So – Georgia, they took care of business. It was never really a close game. I mean, on paper, I mean, there were moments where LSU was trying to mount a comeback. It was, too, it was just a, a feeble effort at best because Georgia, ultimately, they came together in the fourth quarter and just continued to pile it on. And now they're going, well, I was about to say they're going to the national championship. They do have a date against Ohio State. We will save that conversation just- for another time because I have so much I could say about that. I'm so excited. Not only that, that TCU and Michigan are going to be playing each other, and that sets up you know, a first-time national championship appearance in the playoff era between either of those teams. Excited to see that matchup, but we'll save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Moving forward... No, um, I'm excited we'll, for... I mean, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm excited for the matchup. That, I, I want to I'm going to take the Ohio State matchup the week versus instead of USC. I mean, I, I, option in the college football playoff. Simply put, best option Ohio State was. People could say Bama, their chance is all Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I'm happy that Ohio State ultimately got the nod over Alabama. I know the College Football Playoff Committee, or at least ESPN, they put out a poll on Twitter that said, who do you not want to see in the playoffs? And Alabama was, like, by far, like, the number one choice. People are like, no, Alabama. And Nick Saban, I mean, come on, he's going to talk up his team. Why not? But when year in and year out, this is only the second time in the playoff history that we haven't seen Alabama in it. It gets old seeing the same team play over and over and over again. The only ones who appreciate Alabama being in the championship, or at least in the playoffs, are Alabama fans because that's their expectation every year, and it should be. I mean, for me, I want to see something different. I want—I would love to see my team at least get close to it for once, but, you know, thats that might take a little while. We'll see. I mean, even Tennessee was Where? mulling. The- but ultimately fell short, so. I mean, so that's why I was like, also, like, when Nick Saban was saying, we deserve a chance to be in, I mean, obviously Hinden Hooker is now injured, but, I mean, come on, if you're going to give the nod to anybody, give it to Tennessee. At least they beat Alabama. <sighs> uh, just, that's the thing. We'll go, just, uh, we'll go ahead and just move forward, just because I know um we have a, we have a few more things we want to talk about. It's going to be kind of a short show today because – uh, we have we all have things going on. I have things going on immediately after this podcast. So let's get into the Big Ten championship. Michigan just steamrolling over Purdue. Ah, see what it, the Boilermakers trains ran their ass wow. over. That's exactly what happened. This Michigan team, I think, is a fun, fun, fun team. And JJ McCarthy had put it best. You know, he said that we're still we're think about we think about what happened with Georgia last year. We think about that missed opportunity and Georgia. Just annihilated Michigan last year in the Orange Bowl. Those teams possibly could face each other in a national championship. This Michigan team, the way that they're looking right now, they are fun to see. I, I'm enjoying watching this team, and you don't see, you don't hear me say that often about the Big Ten in general. But this Michigan team is good, and they're doing something right over there in Ann Arbor.
1: They really in
0: any depth like
1: deeper context. I'm, I'm gonna try and join them on my stuff so whenever you. Get a chance to allow me in there. Just allow me in at that matchup with Michigan and Georgia last year. is dramatic for sure. Cool. We're switched over now. Yeah, that matchup was always dramatic. And you can never get over just the fact that Georgia dominated in the way that we all knew they would. Michigan couldn't hold up the way that, you know, people thought, like, oh, yeah, their run game's so good. It's going to be great versus this front seven. That Michigan front – that D, Georgia front seven was probably the, mm, the best, in, at least in the modern-day college football playoffs, you'd have to say, at, at minimum, you know. That, that team was
0: incredible. Yeah, and uh, I was, uh, we have Max Duggan for Heisman. We'll get into TCU here in just a moment. And Max Duggan did win the Davy O'Brien Award, so congratulations to him. Caleb Williams, by the way, earlier in the day won AP Player of the Year, which is like the AP's form of the Heisman Trophy. But, yeah, so uh, uh, Purdue, I mean, they were a four-loss team entering the game. I mean, you kind of figured Michigan was going to go in and take care of business. I'm glad they didn't fall on the upset alert train like other teams did because Purdue is a team that can upset teams, and it didn't happen that time. Good call. But there was an upset. Kansas State handing TCU their first loss of the year. No surprise that TCU still made it to the playoffs. I mean, they they were a really solid team throughout the year. They fell just, just short. This game was so fun to watch. This game was really fun to watch. It came down to overtime. TCU was down. They mounted a comeback. That's what you expect out of a team that's a good team that, you know what, you're allowed to have an off day. You're allowed to have a slow game. And Kansas State is a damn good team. They were actually rolling with a backup quarterback, too. And they just got their number that day, scored a touchdown in each quarter, and then kicked the game-winning field goal. TCU, by the way, had an opportunity to score and fell short in in overtime. It was just – it was a wild game. It was a heartbreaking game. TCU still gets a chance to win a national championship nonetheless. But congratulations to Kansas State because, I mean, they get to go to a New Year's Six Bowl game now. They brought it in that game. And it just it was just it was fun. Like college game day chose the right game to go to. Kurt, uh, Kurt Herb Chris Fowler chose the right game to call. That was just a fun game at Jerry World. Yeah,
1: no, it was. When it came to the Saturday slate, that that was the main option. Like if you want, like, and that's the thing. I mean, last year the most exciting game that had the biggest impact on the playoff selections was that Oklahoma State Baylor game. That was awesome because that changed everything. Gave the chance that Cincinnati could be in and. Uh, Georgia could be in, Michigan could be in, and Bama. So it changed a lot of things that made it just overall better playoffs. So now we look at this game between TCU, Kansas State. I love Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's been one of my favorite running backs all year good long. Back. He's been great. We knew Kansas State was good, but they were ranked tenth for a reason. They were a very quiet, 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 quiet 1-2 loss team all season long. You know, they were one of those teams like we we all looked at the Big Twelve really weird, come week five, because it's like, who's our undefeated? Kansas State, TCU, and Kansas. They're like, that can't be right. Is this basketball? No. (laughs) This was football.
0: (laughs) You know, and and I will say, like, just kind of like looking ahead, like, I don't think I think it's been a I don't I really don't know when the last time I was this excited for a a playoff. I mean, I'm always excited nonetheless, because you know, it's playoffs. But it just seems like the matchups were right this year. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems like they matched up two, like, two like, teams against each other who really could go punch for punch. Like Georgia, Ohio, Ohio State. I know Ohio State fell against Michigan, but I have a feeling they'll bring it against Georgia. That could be a, that could be a fun, high-scoring game. Or Georgia's defense will just overwhelm C.J. Yeah. and and just shut down their receivers. But Michigan and TCU just feels like that is an even matchup. It feels like these are two teams that it, it, it could either be a tight, low-scoring game, maybe similar to what the final score was for Kansas State and TCU. Like it, it just has that vibe, that potential to be one of those games at the end of the day.
1: No, it does. And that's what I love about it. Because if it had been – I was really hoping that they put TCU at the three because I was like, that's where they should be. It was – if they put TCU in Georgia, it's like, okay, I feel like Georgia's going to pound Max Duggan to the ground, right? Ohio State's a team where I'm with saying They could go beat Georgia. They can go beat Georgia. That's what we've all been saying because of their offense. It's so good. Now, Jackson Smith and Jigba isn't playing – but it's still going to be a great game knowing that they, still have, they are one of two teams in the country with 2,000-yard receivers. Very rare, and that's with a top-10 prospect being out most of the year and in Jigba. That tells you the wide receivers that come out of Ohio State is the list is so long. I love the TCU Michigan because that can go multiple ways. We'll see an exciting offense and a decent defense. <laughs> right now, and that's just something that we're going to see happen. <laughs> I got to turn off my notifications because that just threw my phone off the whole thing. But, you know, when we look at this game; it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, TCU and Michigan. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Ohio State, Georgia, even more though, because I feel like if there's going to be a big upset, it's going to be Ohio State over Georgia, which people didn't believe in them just the the simple fact. They got beat so hard by Michigan, but I still think they, can, they have a chance to do what they can.
0: And I know Joey Two Guns says he can't wait for the 12-team. Me either. I mean, that's happening in a couple of years. And it, it, it's funny how it came down to the Rose Bowl. That was the holdup, is that it came down to the Rose Bowl committee. Like, there just there wasn't an agreement. And they basically said, look, we'll move on without you. Uh, and, yep. and Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. I'm a little surprised, too, that we haven't had a national championship back at the Rose Bowl, what, since – what uh, twenty thirteen? I think was the I last. Think, no, it's it's the Auburn
1: Auburn FSU one, right?
0: That's that's insane to me because the Rose Bowl is 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 literally to me the mecca of college football, and we need to bring mm-hmm. that back. So I hope I hope that yeah. the Rose Bowl is the host of a national championship again. It's going to be in L A. too. They're going to SoFi. Like, I mean, I've never been to SoFi. I have seen the Rose Bowl. I've never been inside. Um, I, I mean, I I want the game back at the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's just an unbelievable place to host a college football game in general. But yep. every time there's a national championship at the Rose bowl, it just so happens to be like one of the greatest championship games ever played. And the best one of it's all time game. Vince
1: young and, uh, Vince Young in Texas versus USC. You I mean, know, that yeah, that's, absolutely. that's like, that's in every brought up every year. You'll see that video on college football. Right. I mean, and what's, well, what's the biggest disgrace though, is you, you UCLA play in there and they came in like, They 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 don't even have all the sections available for seating because they don't have enough people coming in those games.
0: They rope off like the end zones, I've noticed. It's
1: heartbreaking to me. It's heartbreaking. You just can't do that. It's the Rose Bowl. And that just tells you what major cities do with college football. Of course, the national championship's going to have a lot of people there because everyone's going to travel there, right? But we don't see the big schools like Miami and the Orange Bowl and then UCLA and Pasadena. They're not able to do what these championship games and bowl games do.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also, did anyone say stop having the games at the Rose Bowl? Because, I mean, they still have the Rose Bowl itself, obviously, but – like, did anyone make the suggestion—the bad suggestion—to say stop having the championship game at the Rose Bowl? If they did, I want to slap them right in the face. That is, a, every time, it's a fantastic game. Like, you, you can't go to the Rose Bowl and not have a fantastic game. It's, it's, it's like impossible. It must be good if it's at the Rose Bowl, and I, I want to bring it back. I mean, it, it's every time they build a new stadium, it's like that stadium gets the host of championship. No. Like let's bring it back to the Rose Bowl. I mean, sure, go to SoFi. Sure, go to Glendale. Go to the go to the Superdome. Go to Atlanta. Those are all great places, and the weather will always be the same because they're domed. But don't forget about the Rose Bowl. Please yeah. bring it back one day in the future. Let's move on. And for some, okay, so I have an old computer and my battery is like acting weird. Clemson, North Carolina, uh, DJ Uwe Unglele, out after the first two drives both of them three and out ka Klub, Klubnick came in 24 uh, 20 of 24 279 yards he threw a touchdown he was consistent he was moving the ball and uh, okay so dabo says that the plan all along was to pull dj after the first two drives i'm not, i call bullshit i'm not buying that at all
1: oh yeah I, let me just throw this guy in here to get a rhythm and then pull him out two drives is when the quarterback finally gets in rhythm what type of bullshit is that? First of all, you remember the first time we saw this kid, including that kid, though?
0: Oh, uh, that was what? Like earlier in the year?
1: Yeah. Was, we, we were together for – we were getting ready for your wedding. And That's he, right. And was, That's
0: right. It's the hotel room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time we saw the guy. And we were kind of impressed. We are like, the team meshes with him really well. But they kept going back to DJ. And then – Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman come along, and they said, screw you and your playoff hopes. You're done.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, uh, would it still be good with COVID crazy California? Bro, I got married in California. That state's wide open, so we're good to go. I don't think it's going to be an issue. And the championship is literally going to be in California. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. like It's, it was nowhere. it's nowhere. wide open. It's totally It was common. nowhere. Yeah. Was I'm, I mean, won. I, I, I won't get back too deep into that argument. But, yeah, for sure, like, it, I mean – Just having it back in the roads, oh, it'd be so much fun. Hell, I'd probably try to go. I'd probably (laughs) go, especially if Florida were in it. But they're not. They may never be. But yeah, Clemson. Okay, so Clemson, they they ended up steamrolling North Carolina. Everything was moving once Cade Klubnik came in the game. And then DJ, as expected, hits the transfer portal. Where do you think he's going to go? Because they actually, someone made a short list of teams that they truly believe he would go to Notre Dame. Was one. They think Notre Dame is a big Oh, I love it. I love it. No, I'm actually. I'm even thinking about Notre Dame. I love it. That's not a bad idea. Uh, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, and I think Arizona State also made the list. And then also, I don't think this is happening, but Florida. They said Florida is another one because, I mean, and by the way, Florida is starting Jack Miller at quarterback after Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah, after he declared, and then the other guy I won't even say his name because he's a fucking pedophile. Uh, he yeah, Fuck he's off guy. the team. Fuck that guy for real. Yeah, man. he's a pedophile, so he doesn't need to be here. What up, Riggity Rob? What's up? up here, come bring all the edits, do it all. We're in Florida kicking pedophiles off the team. <laughs> but- <clears throat>
2: yeah, man. Um, it's it's one of those things where. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, we're getting back to our roots. Really? You know, it's like, we're going to start getting people in trouble. A national championship's coming our way. That's all there I'm saying. There you go.
0: We just need oh, a no. people. To do <laughs> <rest of it. laughs> oh no. We just need a guy
2: who's like being gay kind of, and like killing people and then find out about it years later.
0: Yeah, after he's had a successful NFL career. Mm-hmm.
2: And a preacher. That's apparently the the
0: combination
2: for the University yeah. of Florida. And a, and a <laughs> white guy mentioned.
0: going to concerts saying the n word a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean Chris Leak. Chris Leek was a uh, he got in trouble for some underage. Uh, he was a yeah. coach at a high school, so
0: yeah. And um, that kind of went away pretty fast too. He's just like laying low, I think now. I think he's just laying low.
2: I would when, lay low after that. When, Chris. when you
0: joined us, we were talking about Clemson, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of diverted a little bit, but yeah, basically the the closing argument is uh, I mean uh, Klubnik, he, he's definitely their starter moving forward. He's going to be their future in the ne- going in the next year at the very least. And then also we were talking about where would DJ Uy-Unglule go. and someone mentioned Florida as a possible destination. They need the quarterbacks. Jack Miller is going to start. Hadn't even touched a football all year, I think, and he's uh-huh. starting. So.
1: We we saw a lot with the transfer portal. Six starting That's ACC quarterbacks. We saw a lot with that. But you mentioned Notre Dame. I love it because there's drama there because they face Clemson almost every year. So there's drama there. We see DJ go to Notre Dame. They need it because their main quarterback got hurt versus Marshall. Marshall put their quarterback out, and we. But we see that it's interesting. But we see a lot of quarterbacks in the transfer portal now. And one of those one of our what old good friends,
2: quarterbacks Boston, too. Right? Huh? A lot of good quarterbacks, too. Oh, phenomenal.
0: Yeah, quarterbacks, quarterbacks who were in no danger of losing their job, God. but they wanted an opportunity to go to well, the DJ lost
1: his job. It's NIL. It's NIL. It's well, all DJ, NIL. DJ
0: lost his job. But, like, think of Austin Reed. Like, Austin Reed, I mean.
1: Well, he just upgraded, one, you know?
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's, he has an opportunity to literally upgrade to a Power Five school. See, you know what where Austin he would be good?
1: Doing, what Austin's doing is risky because. If Austin repeats his season that he had at WKU, back at WKU, knowing the play system, knowing the receivers, it was bound to happen, right? He's going to go to the NFL again if he repeats that season. But rumor has it money's being involved somewhere, which is not surprising. Austin had a great season. Statistically, he had a top five season when it came to quarterbacks, right? He looked good. But if if he's bailing a lot on this season, this NIL money, if he takes a chance, like, oh, If he gets thrown six figures somewhere, cool. You need to be healthy, and you also need to try and find a system that values you because UWF, air raid system. We're going to throw that ball deep probably five times a game at least. Mm -hmm. WKU, we're going to throw someone towards the post route from 60 yards out at least five times a game at least. Justin, I've been
2: out of the loop. Do you know if Will Rogers is coming back at, at Mississippi State? That, that was
1: something I looked into, and I heard yes. So he's that, I, I crossed that one out.
2: And Will Rogers, I like Will Rogers, but uh, Austin Reed would be a good fit in the area. It would be perfect. It, it would, would, be he perfect, would
0: right? But like, this is his final year. Like, he's what is like this is like his sixth year. So, yeah, the, the, this, this is a giant gamble. Wherever he goes, he needs to make sure he starts. But then again, I thought it was a gamble that he was leaving UWF. He beats out a former West Virginia quarterback and took over the job. Played phenomenal, so you got to believe that wherever whatever school he goes to, they're looking at him to be the starter.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of West Virginia quarterbacks, where's JT Daniels gonna go? He's like collecting fourth school man. This guy, it's
0: it'll cool. be his eighth
1: year in college football by the time he graduates. Mm-hmm. Eighth. This
2: guy better have a fucking doctorate by the time he's done, bro. Well, you know, in there, same thing with Stetson Bennett. They were showing like him and Lamar Jackson born in the same year, but he's like five years behind him somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah he's like, like when like when Lamar like, won the Heisman Trophy. It's been five years since Lamar won the Heisman Trophy, or I guess seven years. And, like, and then you have uh, Stetson Bennett in his fifth year of college.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. But, yeah, you talk about Austin, and I'm excited to see where he goes because he was someone that was close with us here in Pensacola, right? But I'm also kind of worried because, you know, I want him to have success. He had success at WKU. If you repeated the season, it's almost guaranteed he gets drafted, Right. Which we want that for UWF. We want that for him. If if there's a chance that he doesn't do good at Power Five, it can completely erase him from football. Mm-hmm. I, that worries me. You know, I don't want that. I don't want that to see that happen to him. Even though I still think he's a great quarterback, he put up better stats in FBS football at WKU than he did when he was at UWF. I I, I don't know if any of y'all looked at the stats, but they were better. This year at WKU and either season at UWF, which I think speaks volume.
0: And think about in Western Kentucky has been churning out quarterbacks lately. I mean, Mike White has had success with the Jets lately. Uh, you have uh, the guy uh, uh, Zappe. Zappy, mm-hmm. yeah. Zappy. And also before Zappy that, out of, was, out of New England.
1: Yeah, yeah, before that, it was Brandon Dowdy who led FBS in college football for like two years back to back he was really good hated the guy because he played against Marshall he always did so well but for the past four quarterbacks they've had have always had a season where they threw over 3,700
0: yards mm-hmm.
1: which that's always top three in the country it seems on average
0: yeah
2: yeah quarterback factory out there in western Kentucky
0: mm-hmm. so uh We Just kind of wrap it up on the conference championships. Tulane took down UCF. This Tulane team is cool. Uh, They're going to be in a New Year's Six bowl game. They're taking on USC. I think Mm -hmm. this is their first time playing in a bowl game that big. And and they had a hell of a year. Tulane had a hell of a year. I'll be honest, though. I'm not going to sit here and talk about them like I've kept up with them all year long. I, I mean, I can't really tell you too much about any of their players, about the games that they've had. I can't tell you a whole lot about Tulane other than looking forward, they're playing USC. And I would like to think they're going to really give them a fight.
1: When was the last time we paid attention to, uh, deep attention to a group of five team? was probably Cincinnati. Because we knew if they had back-to-back undefeated seasons, which is far-fetched because it's like, all right, you have to take two seasons and put them both undefeated to equal a four seed in the college football playoffs. So we're like, all right, Tulane even lost this year. Why are we paying attention to this team, right? Cool. They're gonna play in a big ball game, but they haven't proven themselves to where it's like we need to like deep dive on these players, like we did with softs Gardner and Kobe Bryant and Desmond Redert over at since Cincinnati last year. Oh,
2: oh, here we go. Here we go. Q who cares? Who cares? Yeah, we're back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I got, I got, you know, I got you know, this Robert... whole
2: thing back here, dude. Look at this, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Bro, when Robert's not uh,
0: here, man, we don't we don't get the uh we don't get the soundboard. Yeah. Kentucky, dude.
2: Bet you missed it. I bet you missed it. <laughs>
0: okay, no, so throw that one out there. Hey,
1: Will the Levis. Will Levis. He's the number one quarterback prospect in Mel Kuyper's big board. Number three prospect overall. How the fuck? What does this guy see? I don't mm-hmm. get it. The stats don't match up. The the just the play style doesn't match up. Show me your work, Mel Kuyper. I don't understand.
0: Uh, I think uh, I heard that they're comparing him to Josh Allen.
1: Bullshit. No. He doesn't run like Josh.
0: No, Josh did better
2: at Wyoming than Will did at Kentucky.
0: I mean, definitely, I mean, he's got an arm, don't get me wrong, but like
2: And that's me talking without looking at any of his stats. Will might have better stats than Josh Allen. I just don't think no, so. Just he doesn't. thinking about it.
0: No, you know he who doesn't. has the cannon of an arm and saying close to the same mechanics is honestly Anthony Richardson, but the accuracy is not quite there. And Do it's not even that, it's him?
2: like it's the accuracy's inconsistent. Like he can be he can throw some dimes, but then he'll go like nine for 27, like he did it against FSU. Fuck and I read,
0: dude. I read, uh, I read Mel <laughs> Piper's piece about Anthony Richardson this morning. And he was like, Yeah, he still has a way to go, but he has just such raw talent that he, w- he will get picked up late in the first round, possibly in the second round.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he will set, he'll definitely sit the bench. But yeah, he he's just start. a prototype,
2: dude. I mean, uh, Kyle yeah. Trask is sitting the bench still.
0: Yeah. But Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson has a better
1: touchdown interception ratio than Will Levis. I think
2: Joey's absolutely right on this one. Anthony Richardson, he, you could see he would get down on himself in the game and he could get in his head. But I will say, every single game, even when they were losing against Vanderbilt, even when they were losing against FSU, the Gators always fought back this season. And that was better than last season. And I think yeah. I think he grew a little bit because AR did did you know pick it up. He had a bad third quarter against FSU, but then he, he did good and that came back. I like that game. That was a I good it game.
1: Was it was a great I'll
2: game. I will say FSU had two of the best games I watched this whole season. I was at the LSU game, and that game was an instant classic. Same with this Florida, Florida State game. Um I haven't even got to talk about that. Joey. Joey, our Joey hasn't been on here, so we haven't been able to talk shit about it. But that was a great game, and it must have been awesome to be there.
0: I bet I was literally—I yeah. was telling since I was—I was leaving Italy when that, I, like, when I had to wake up for my flight it was two thirty in the morning in Italy, and the game was kicking off. <clears throat> so I literally I was able to keep up with it through GameCast because I couldn't stream it because it's like weird international laws. I couldn't stream it on my phone. So I had to keep up with it through GameCast while I was boarding my plane. That <laughs> sucks.
1: I hate that for you.
0: I know, man. And it's not like I can just turn it on while sitting at the Italy airport. The bus- airport. I thought
1: you were watching it when you texted me that.
0: No, I was. I was. I was on GameCast. I was having to like sit there and wait to see what happened.
1: I, you should have FaceTime me. I, I was at the bar. I was just like, put my. Phone you just up. put it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Looking yeah. back, I wish I did.
2: Yeah. You no, just you'd like put it down and then. Yeah, and then like ordering drinks and shit, you know, <laughs> hitting on a girl. Davis, is 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 she ugly? <laughs> so what do you think, Dave? I mean, All right, oh, so
0: shit. um, let's go ahead and dive into next week. We only have one game this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, really, we have we okay, we or actually maybe. have two. You know what the hell with that? We have two because UWF is playing Ferris State. We have to talk yeah, about. That.
2: Can, can I talk about last week uh, with UWF? Because I went to the uh, playoff game. With my granddad and oh you were there? We had to sit on the oh, you were on the yeah, sidelines. Yeah. I was a little I was a little late to the game. Um, but because I was doing some libertarian shit earlier. I had to leave it anyway.
0: Too.
2: Um the Wingate Bulldogs fans are the worst fans in the nation. D one, D two, D three, every That's single one of them, they fucking they're suck. They're the worst. Talk. Look, that team got their asses stomped, and these these fans are just crying in the stands your season's over go home have fun in the offseason dude they (laughs) they didn't understand the concept that when you sub your offensive players the referee stands and holds the offense so the defense has time to substitute and uwf kept taking advantage of that these guys were whining bitching at the refs cussing them the whole fourth quarter and so finally i was like you guys don't know football i just shouted over there and some some old fuck probably has a son on the team who's never going to play football again goes, goes <laughs> shut the fuck up man you know he was like hey calm down he was, how are you going to tell me to shut the fuck up and calm down like I'm calm I'm just telling you you don't like you've been watching football all season. you got a coaching issue over here that's that's why you're
1: fucking getting five yard so, delay
2: game penalties every single play
1: you're I'm actually wrong game. you're actually wrong about the worst fans part so this week I got a little <laughs> tidbit for y'all I haven't even told this to like my guy's at ESPN, but so UWF we got put at the four seed, right? They don't truly think we're the four seed. They put us there because we they know that we're not good enough to be put put at the two seed, but they put us at the four seed because they think we're the only team that can beat Ferris, and they want Ferris beat even though they're the reigning champs because last year at McKinney, Ferris was so awful like just the way the team acted the way the fans acted the way the staff acted mckinney is possibly not going to try and put a bid in on hosting the national championship or division two anymore because of ferris state so they want us to come in and do dirty work like we did in 2019 they're known as the bad the bad guys of division two like they think they're the miami like the 2000 miami that's how ferris acts that's how ferris thinks they are they're they're thugs. All right. I'll say that straight up. I don't care who sees this, but they are thugs. I will say that. Uh, I remember in 2019, <laughs> no, in, in 2019, I remember they knocked off the photographer's hat. They knocked off Morgan Gibbon's hat. Like he just sitting there doing photos and the player just comes over and knocks off his hat. Like the staff was horrible. They didn't treat Will Kennedy and our guys right. So, you know, they were not, they're not, they're, they, let's just say this, they're not very, they're not very good.
2: Are you, saying,
0: are you saying they're not dogs? You need to be more like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> they're not dogs, dude. Well, are they, aren't they the Bulldogs? Like they are the yeah. Bulldogs, too.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, In the, mirror. the Ferris, they're pretty bad. So, they, UWS has to deal with them this week. But they think that we're the only team that can beat them because Shepard, the, one of the other seeds, they got blown out by Ferris last year. And then they don't think Colorado St. Mines can do anything either because Colorado St. Mines just ain't that good. Sorry.
0: Oh, speaking of Ferris, uh, it's not Ferris, uh, Shepherd. Apparently Shepard's quarterback is like a draftable quarterback. Like, Oh, he
1: went, He won the Hill last year. He won the Harlem
2: Hill. I like how we're getting major – we're
1: getting D2 like majorly. We you should have just me, be a D2 you podcast. You who, who deals with it week in, week out, right? Yeah, like, no, that's good. That's good. You have UWS silent reporter right here. But the thing is, you know, he won the Harlem Hill last year. I'm a big fan of the guy. He's actually really good. I would love to see them win and we win because I want us to see a face Shepherd because that quarterback's really good. I want to see how our secondary would handle versus Tyson Badgett. He's really good. So I would like I would like next week to do a
2: bowl game podcast. And we can make it to that. Cause the first bowl starts, bowl game start on the 16th. That's Friday, so I think we could get one done before then, right? So we don't have to go through all the bowls tonight. Yeah, no.
0: We'll yeah. Talk about we, some of it if you want. Well, we we um we, we definitely talked about the playoffs a little bit mm-hmm. and some of the New Year sixes, but I I had been mentioning like kind of throughout the uh, uh, podcast where you hopped on that we were just gonna get into it next week.
2: Yeah, yeah. cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But I will plug this. Go, uh, Joey Pat. Tell everyone whoever's watching on here go and. Join the CFB extravaganza capital one bowl medium Pick'em like we Hell do yeah. every year. I got it up and running. So CFB extravaganza on the ESPN app on your fantasy app and, uh, you know, compete for bragging rights. And yep. I guess if you win, we'll bring you on here. Um, my granddad's won the last two years, which is Good absolutely granddad. fucking insane to me. He just picks the teams randomly. <laughs> he's a he's like, UAB. UAB. Sounds like they're going to beat the Miami of Ohio
1: Redhawks. Like, I don't know. Fuck, Fuck for him. Uh, but um, I wanted to get in some other news. Uh, the news that I've done the most research on this past week is Deion Sanders. Yeah. I'm excited. He was, he was, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Colorado about... to be good again. Yeah, I'm that's going to be a good team in the 90s. I'm stupid Fuckin excited. Ishmael. I mean, I love Boulder Stadium. When that place is packed, for a night game, it's probably one of the most beautiful stadiums out there. Their stadium's really weird, by the way. Like, their sidelines, like, Mm -hmm. three – like their sidelines, like, five yards off the wall of their stadium. It's really weird. Like, they're all cramped on the home sidelines of Colorado. It's really bad. I don't think the architecture's proper, but that stadium, if it's rocking – I mean, that's probably going to be the most watched game come opening week is Deion Sanders, day one of Power 5.
0: He's going to get – Good he introduced in his son play. as the starting quarterback. Correct, he yeah. did. Or, or he introduced his son as the quarterback. No, but no, he no. last tournament.
1: You want to know this? He hired um, Kent State's head coach as his offensive coordinator. Why that's big is because they ran the fourth fastest offense in the country, the fastest in group of five. So why that's a big thing? Look at Colorado, the altitude, right? If they're running a fast offense, they're going to keep these defense out of breath. They're going to run, 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 and they're going to try and keep the defenses out of breath. They're going to take advantage of the high altitudes of Colorado and try and just get everyone on their heels and out of breath. That's what they did at Kent State. They took advantage of that, and he he brought in the head coach as their O.C., they're going to be running defenses like crazy in Boulder. That's that's a good point. <clears throat> that's a great strategy, he, too. He
0: hired, he hired a head coach to be his OC, like a head coach that didn't lose his job. Yeah. Damn.
2: Dude, it's a good move. Boulder's a good city, too.
1: Colorado's nice. I mean, I've,
0: been a I've never been to Boulder.
1: I'm excited. Dion's a great coach. He really is. I mean, you see all the guys, they want to play for him. He's impactful. He makes moments for these guys, and he and he's straight up with them. He doesn't go beat around the bush. He's going to tell you, like, if there's a walk-on that's being lazy and just chilling, he literally is told to a walk-on, walk-on. He's like, you're about to be a walk-off if you keep doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he straight up and said those words. He's real. I like the way he's coaching. I like his confidence. I just like what he does. He doesn't hide anything and I fucking love that shit.
2: I like how he said go ahead and hit the portal. I'm bringing I fucking luggage. love it. I and fucking it's love it. And it's Louie. And he's right. Travis Hunter is coming with him. You got um Trey Sanders from Alabama asking, "Hey coach, can I come?" You know, like he's got um he's got people looking at him now. He's got the picks. You know?
1: He's got bodies. He's going to have bodies. Which speaking of the transfer portal, over a thousand players enter in twenty four hours when they open. That's good fun. or bad? Good or bad? What do you think? Uh I, I don't like it personally. I think this is bad for college football, and is going to hurt college football. We're going to. It's it's not good because we're. It's it's like how each of these players have free agency every year. It's mm-hmm. not proper whatsoever.
0: I, I don't like it, especially for the player. I thought. Are you just allowed to transfer literally anytime, anywhere now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. It used to be you could only transfer once, and now it's like you can just really just transfer whenever. Like Austin, to me, is that example. Like he transfers from UWF. Again, not really surprising, yep. but then he transfers again?
1: That's the thing. You missed it because he transferred from Southern Illinois to UWF, and then two years after UWF, then Western Kentucky. Now he's transferring for a fourth time in his career.
2: Jeez. Yeah, I mean
1: – I guess I'll be the naysayer. I like it. I like that
2: it can happen. I think we're still in the early stages of it. So there's some kinks that are going to be worked out with the unit. I think the universities are going to have to work out the kinks with how they accept players. And they, they're like, if I accept you, you make a commitment to my school. I want you to do at least two years. I want you to do two years. And even with the bowl opt outs, man, like that kind of stuff, if you're playing for my team, you have to play in this bowl and put it in signed writing. If you're making money, there's a signed contract that can be made. And these players, if they're that good, if they're free agents, they're getting money. Have a lawyer look at a contract.
0: I just, I also think it's it's kind of scary stuff when you have a player. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, it's actually to me, I enjoy looking at the list and see where these players could possibly be going. I think that if you've lost your starting opportunity and you want to give it another shot somewhere else. You know, why not? You absolutely should do that if you're going to have an opportunity to play and if you're allowed to do it, like go ahead and do it. But if you're a starting quarterback, especially at a premier division one school, and you still decide, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else now, I think you're seriously rolling the dice on yourself. But good luck. I mean, like, think guys like Devin Leary. I mean, he's probably the top player in the transfer portal right now, like, he could probably go anywhere. That he wants sure. to go. He's a damn good quarterback. He might go to
2: Florida. Florida's been in talks with him. Florida's been yes. talks with uh, another I quarterback him Florida.
1: Really, interesting. Um, no, I, I don't like it whatsoever because it messes with way too much. Like you could just have players be like, "No, I'm not coming back." It's like they have free agency every single year where they could say, "I'm going to go explore my options. I'm going to go do whatever wherever else I want." And it's all nil. It's all money and it's ruining things because now the bowl games, they don't have any meaning anymore. Teams used to strive for bowl games. The New York Six Bowls, they don't mean anything anymore because you have star players like Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they're opting out. Fucking, are we facing Bama? No, you're not facing Bama. You're facing the Bama backups. That's what the hell you're facing. See, but that's what I'm talking about about the kink. Go ahead, Davis.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, I've gotten to the point where I'm not – against players, especially players who are not playing in a, a, a playoff game. Like Bryce Young, he's gonna go to the draft. Has he already declared that he's going to the draft?
1: Um, uh, no, I don't think officially. Not I yet. don't think
0: he has. I don't think Will Anderson has declared either, but these are guys who, who are gonna go top four, top five in the draft. I mean your draft stock doesn't raise any higher by playing in that ball game. Now the one that and, and, and you know the, of course you can say well you need to finish strong with, for your teammates. Sounds what about good. your legacy? What about That's your legacy? You have Here's a thing. dollars flashing in front of you.
2: Here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people took into account when we were talking about the 12-team playoff is that we're going to be incorporating bowl games in this 12-team playoff. That's going to reinvigorate players staying in.
1: You're Correct. not playing in the playoffs. Which is
0: good.
1: Yeah. Which is good. But, I think it'll work itself out. Yeah, I get that. It's good. It can't work itself out, but the thing is, we're seeing players – there's a possibility players might start opting out of playoff games. And if it gets to that, a major, major crisis is, be, is going on then because now you're losing all its glimpses, all, its, glimps, all, of its, all of its hope, its shine. It its glimpses, dude. <laughs> like it,
0: it, 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 it
1: won't <laughs> be there. Was, shut the fuck up. Like, it won't – I could not find my words there. I couldn't figure it out. But you're losing all of its shine and you're not facing the real teams that played in the regular season. you're not facing the real teams who came in and put up that record that got them to the playoffs. yeah so there has to be some sort of rule here that has to be enforced or this is just not going to be a good look for college football.
2: I don't like, lose, I don't like the rule football. thing. I don't like the rule thing the blanket rule dude I think I think if you're a school and you're recruiting players and it's important for you to, to keep these players in these these uh, bowls these bowl games you got to tell them early on like hey put it in a contract and if you don't play we'll take some of that nil money back from you they don't touch the nil money though that's not their money it's just the players it's just separate because it's private it has nothing to do with the team nothing well then what is so like gate the gators do the gator collective right
0: that's why it's name image likeness about the player
1: right Nothing to do with the school. That they they can't pay those players. The players are profiting off probably boosters more than anything, right? Mm. Like the Miami commit who just decommitted, he's a four-star. He said he'd play at Miami for four years for nine million dollars. But he can opt out that contract. See, that's what I'm saying. They can't you
2: gotta have enforceable
1: contracts are enforceable, right? Kinda, I think so. But you look at that, NIL money and bowl games, like it's going to, it's going to, things are going to get hurt. If you're losing bi- the major players in the big games, like the playoff games, you're losing something there. If you have mm-hmm. players jumping ship every year because of NIL money, you're losing something there. Something's got to change. They got to get, get control oh, of this. Quickly.
2: Oh, Joey's coming. Dude, you got an old guy coming after y'all. Joey, Joey's boomer saying ball. y'all are stuck I'm on too, the boomer I'm supportive ball mode, dude. The
0: NIL. I've, I have been supportive of the NIL. I am, I here
2: too. I think it's the collectives that got to do... If the collectives are the ones paying them, they got to come up with some something to say, hey, look, we want our players to play in fucking bowl games. We're not recruiting no opt-out motherfucker. So yeah, if you, you know, don't play in the
1: bowl game, you don't get the bowl money. They need to control NIL. I, I, I support it. I've written way too many articles and papers on the NIL and players making like anything off their name, image, and likeness. I've done it so much. But... If it's coming to a way that's impacting the school or impacting college football, they got to figure out a way to get this fixed.
2: Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I understand where you're coming from completely. I don't like it. I hate it. In 2020, when Florida had a good team, we had to play Oklahoma and they just dicked us down because we were losing. We had like 23 players who were out. That sucked. Did anyone watch the game?
1: Because here's the thing, then that's that's in the history of that school, of that bowl game, and of college mm-hmm. football. But that, you, you know what's not in the history? Oh, Florida didn't have Kyle Pitts. Florida didn't have its main three receivers. Florida didn't have half its starters. That trash coming in the background, all Trask-
0: that you see played is
1: the score. All you see, yeah, trash played because he's a dog. Yeah, trash play. But is- you don't see the background. Oh, they got blown out. That's all you see. You need to be more like a. You you don't see the background of that. that, All you see is a score, and that's all that's remembered. That's all that's Like Joey's saying right now, that guy
2: obviously made the decision to say, I don't care. I'm playing in this bowl game. And first of all, I hate that FSU got Oklahoma. I wanted you guys to lose the bowl game. I think you're going to win the bowl game. We'll get into that next week. But you got to – (laughs) <laughs> players who are going to want to play in bowl games.
1: I wanted them to get South Carolina. South Carolina's I, on hot streak. I would be loved cool. That would be a I good game. Loved it. It. They got
0: hot.
2: Mm. I would have loved it, man. I, mean, I will say this. FSU, like, should have beat Florida by way more. I don't know. Mike is Mike in his third year. Billy's dealing with a half cock team, and we still almost beat FSU. Come on.
1: We, we all FSU. know – we all know that game's always going to be good. Don't it doesn't matter if someone's ranked one and they're fucking eleven and zero. That's no, not yet- true. Historically, the FSU Florida game
2: is usually <laughs> always a blowout. It's really? always a blowout on one side or the other. Sometimes it's close. It's been close. Well, usually, like the when they're in the like, converging years. years of one going up and one going down. It's Look like at it. Dead. Look at it. They even brought it up before the game. It's like only two out of the last fifteen games were within two scores.
0: Yeah, that's true. Damn, fuck. I mean, Not I mean, a real rivalry. Fuck. I mean, that last shit. game came down to the last last play.
1: Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been a cool game, Joey. Texas. Yeah, I like Texas. Uh, no, I still like South Carolina more, just because I. Sorry. Yeah. I just like I just like South Carolina more. I, 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 it's something I wanted to see because they're they're coming up. They're, they're coming on up hot streak. Yeah, you know, and so you get you get another team coming up. Both teams coming up. Like, all right, who's gonna who's gonna beat who? Right. Mm-hmm. It'd be great, but. Can we talk about the fact that fucking FSU they rushed the field after beating a six and six Florida? It was a controlled rush. It was a controlled rush. They hadn't beat Florida
2: in like three years. I get it. It's fine. Four. Four four years. Well, yeah, because the COVID year, right? Yeah. It happens, man. It happens. I like some of the bowl pairings this year, but I feel like I feel like I can pick bowls better than these guys. I don't know.
1: There's a All lot right. of inner workings. I wanted Marshall and Western Kentucky. I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. What do y'all got We got fucking Yukon, who we UConn. had in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Pissed me yeah. off. And yeah. Western Kentucky got South Alabama and New Orleans. My family's pissed because they're playing at fucking Myrtle Beach. I'm like, well, oh, shit. Because usually they play pretty close to us. Like they usually play like St. Pete or Orlando or New Orleans. And they're like, oh, we're gonna throw you in Myrtle Beach. We're like, fuck that shit.
2: <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping one of the uh, Orlando Bulls, one of the New Year's Orlando Bulls, would be. One of my favorite teams, but you know. I mean Notre Dame, South Carolina, and Jacksonville. I might go to that. That looks good. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I was I was thinking that's going to be a good game. Like South Carolina still got a good team in Notre Dame to play, so that's still going to be a good good game. Gold Helmet Notre Dame's Dame Garden Gold
1: out today, so that's unfortunate for them because he was like their main receiver this year.
2: Yeah, FSU finally did have a good season. I'll I'll give you guys that. Y'all did. Y'all did. Congratulations.
1: Woo-hoo! You guys did it. You guys got us. Mister, you better yeah, take your game. They got game us right out of this bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh overall though, what was our opinions on college football this year?
2: Best year of college football in a while because of COVID, the COVID season sucked. COVID season sucked. I'll say that even as a Gator fan having having a good year that year. But um, just the upsets, ups and downs that always comes with college football was just amplified this year. The moving of players in and out, I think it was a magnificent year. And we'll see what the playoffs hold.
0: Tennessee doing what they were doing this year.
2: Tennessee made it amazing.
0: I mean, sucks that Hooker in his last year, like went down with a knee injury. But – I mean, I mean, if he didn't go down with a knee injury, like, you're you're possibly looking at him as the Heisman.
1: Yeah. No, I think mean, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I, I love this year overall. It still ended up we, – we had some teams who we didn't really expect in the playoffs when you throw in TCU. That's good to see. We had a lot of teams in the top ten who were like, that wasn't expected. The Big 12, like – I don't know what most of the Big 12 like projections for their championship was this year, but I almost am certain no one had fucking TCU in Kansas State. Utah, Utah, USC, that probably was the expected Pac-12. It Kansas was. State. I remember, yeah, that was. Yeah. But North Carolina, they were, I remember us talking about North Carolina week one. They were projected under seven wins. Mac Brown, great job this season, sir. Great job. Yeah. You got a great game. Same with Drake May. Great job this year. And I look at the Big Ten. That's always a weird one, right? That's either Ohio State, Michigan, and then mm-hmm. whoever the fuck they get to beat the shit out of in New York. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. yeah, it's nice to see Michigan keeping consistent, getting that win two years in a row over Ohio State, but who knows? Crazy th- crazier things have happened. We could
1: see a rematch in national championship. We, we, we could see a, a North Carolina Duke situation at basketball like we saw last year, where they, you know, they faced off for the first time in the playoffs and North Carolina got it's them
0: four. That was a hell of At a game. North
1: Carolina, they hold the ultimate Trump card. The ultimate Trump card because we fucking got the Blue Devils in the playoffs on Coach K's last game, too.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, speaking of Duke, Duke had a good year, too, um, in the ACC. So, true. yeah, true. We'll we'll see what goes on with them next year, I guess. I, I don't know. Syracuse had a good year for a while. For, they were undefeated. They, they were fell like 6 0, 7 0, fell off hard. Fell off hard. Texas AM. Top three going into the season, <laughs> fell off hard, fell off super hard. Jimbo, um, but no bowl game. You know they beat
1: LSU there at the end, so I mean I don't...
0: you can say, but you can say Florida fell off pretty hard too.
1: Florida fell off hard. We, um, we were peaked. We were like, we we're like, oh man, we just be a top ten team. Yes. let's go. We're on that roll, and then it's like, oh, we're. Over, I guess we
2: can do this because we're we're all, we all like the Gators. Some I like, you know, we're Gator fans, somewhat, right? So, I'm not disappointed in the year. Like I, it it's progress, and as you can see, half the locker room just left. So there was obviously something going on where the team was like, "We're sticking together for us for this year and fighting," and then we're gonna leave. Let me ask. Play calling needs needs to improve, though. There was a couple games where the play calling was like, "What are we doing?" Let let me ask. Another
0: running play on like third and eleven. They would
2: do that, but then they would
1: also not run whenever they should have run. Let me ask you this, though. When it comes to these new coaches getting players and whatnot, but then we see how quickly they pull the trigger the jump in the portal, how hard is it going to be for new coaches to get their feet situated on the ground to where they have success with how easy players just jump ship after a bad year?
2: I don't know, and we'll have to see because uh, Billy Napier is a young coach, right? He's still going to grow and make mistakes and stuff like that, so yeah. I'll, I'll give him some room there. But what he's doing on the recruiting trail is amazing right now if you're keeping up with the Gators recruiting. If they uh, land this guy, I think tomorrow or on the 15th, yeah, I think it's on the 15th, he's an offensive lineman named like Pancake Pancake something on Twitter. Um, They'll break the top six in uh, recruiting rankings. And Urban Meyer proved that uh recruiting's all it is, man. You got you get recruit the right players and, and in your offense. You get that's that's how you got Percy Harvin and Tim Tebow. That's how you got all the guys that he recruited. That Tony was just Camp? amazing. Cam Newton. What who'd you say?
1: Who was that really fast guy that wore number two?
2: Jeff Dimps. Jeff, Jeff Dimps. Dude,
0: an and it was like
2: Jeff Dimps and Chris Rainey. It was like a one-two punch, and they were. The fastest guys in the in the whole country, uh, Jeff Demps, ran track and he won medals running track. He, he ran the Olympics, I'm pretty sure, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, he, he won a silver medal, but it got stripped because of a teammate that tested positive for, PhD, like. Uh,
2: and and Chris Rainey would beat him in races sometimes too. Yeah, and he went on to play in the Canadian Football League for a long, long time. Yeah, no. Even I, after beating his girlfriend, He
0: <laughs> had so much hype going into Florida, and, like <sighs> I, I could have done more at Florida, but I mean, oh well. Well,
2: it's because he had that dip. Well, he played uh, one of the years when when Will Muschamp came in. So True. it's kind of one of those things where Urban Meyer dipped off, started having headaches, got stressed,
0: had girls dance in his lap.
2: Yeah, finger-popping girls' buttholes.
0: <laughs> my, my, my coach. That's my coach.
2: That was our coach. That was our coach. I, mean, our coach. I, I can't wait for the next Netflix, Netflix be documentary. Be
0: yeah, that documentary is going to be fire. It's going to be fun. going to be beyond me.
2: Yep. We wrapping this bad boy up here soon?
0: Yeah. Yo, go Navy. Beat Army.
2: Yeah, go Navy. Go Navy. Let me let me get the background music play us off real quick. Did not Navy win last
0: year? That game's it. Doesn't like literally one team could be nine and zero, the other team zero and nine, and it's still gonna be a one. It's a proper game.
2: rival.
1: It's a proper rivalry game. Mm-hmm.
2: And the uniforms look cool this year. Uniforms always looking cool. They always
1: look always the best. I don't care. They're always blue
2: the angel best. uniforms were the best. Go Pensacola. Yeah.
1: That's
2: right. you
0: still saw that jersey too. I still need to buy one.
2: You guys got any plugs? You guys got any plugs for the show? I'm good.
1: You're good?
0: You're good? Um, if you're
1: at the Christmas parade this weekend,
2: I'm walking in it. Nice. Ah. nice. Um. Yeah. I'm doing comedy sometimes, so come see me do comedy if you're in Pensacola or if you're oh. in the surrounding area, come watch me do
1: some open mics. I mean, I'll be doing commentary for the Ice Flyers a couple games this uh, this holiday season. I'm also yeah, a commentator for UWF, so if you ever check out any of their basketball games, you'll be seeing me, hearing me, doing whatever, and uh, keep up with me on ESPN.
0: Dustin, what game are you gonna be calling? Because Amanda and I are going
1: through games here. I don't I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Because Greg hit me up. He's like, I'm gonna need you for a couple games. I'm like, just give me a week and a half advance. That's all I ask.
0: what?
1: All right. There it is. Thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry we haven't been active.
2: Davis went and got married and went to Italy. Uh I've been studying for the bar. We're we're we'll get there. And we're planning to do episodes in the in the off season. I'm gonna do like Josh Pate from uh the late kick and not use that word anymore there's no off season. i think we can keep this thing rolling i think we can do it
1: let's
0: do it i'm a man i'm 40 i'm not a, i'm not a kid